Do you know what Gen Z is? Well, it's Gen Z in Canada, but that's like the the term is Gen Z. Generally speaking, I think that's the way I've heard it referred to. It's kind of like saying there's a rapper named Jay Z. It doesn't doesn't work. So it's Gen Z, and and Gen Z is uh, a fluid thing. Some people say it started in 1995. Others say it started as late as 2000. So most people peg it at the middle, 1997 ish, uh, and Gen Z lasted up to 2012. So people born between 1997 and 2012 would be Gen Z, which makes them, quick math, anywhere between seven years of age and 22 years of age, roughly, 23 years of age. And there's a, a survey out by the rental platform Nest Pick that says London is the best city for Gen Z to live in. Stockholm was ranked second. Los Angeles, Toronto, and New York City rounding out the top five. So Toronto is right up there for Gen Z. And somebody who works with us has done some work on this. Her name is Megan Cauley. She's with Global News National, and she's an online journalist. Hi, Megan. Hi, how are you? I'm great. So how did you uh, discover this is a survey that's been done by Nestpick? Are you buying it? Well, uh, I definitely have some concerns. I think the study uh, is super interesting. You know, it, it definitely sh- uh, shed some light on Gen Z and what they care about, which is really interesting as they, you know, start to enter the workforce. It identified factors super important to, to Gen Z when they're picking where they want to live are things like social equality, internationalism, a commitment to climate, uh, which are all things that I think sound pretty nice. Um, but I was surprised to see Toronto ranked in the top top five, for sure. Me too, because the cost of, of living in Toronto is outrageous, as we all know. Uh, but you're talking about a generation, you call it Z, and I'm saying Z, which is the American pronunciation, but it doesn't matter. You, know, you say tomato, I'll say tomato, uh, as, as the song says. Uh, the point being that you're dealing with... Uh, a generation that runs between age 7 and 23, roughly. The 23-year-old, which is the top end of it, can certainly relate to cost factors. The 7-year-old, not so much. So I'm wondering how you can get into a generation that has a mean age, a middle age of eh, 14 to 16, and draw conclusions that really hold any water. Because here, at age 23 or under, for the most part, not always, mom and dad have an awful lot to do with your lifestyle. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I I think that this study is a really idealistic look at, you know, what Gen Z really cares about, but whether or not it will actually play out as they grow up and as they start, you know, looking to purchase real estate or looking for full-time jobs, I think that these rankings could change. Affordability was a factor that was considered in the index, but I don't think it was weighted as heavily as it might be when this generation is, you know, 10, 15 years older. Well, it's funny about that because if you're looking at London, that's a costly city. If you're looking at New York, that's an outrageous city way beyond Toronto. And and those two made the cut as well. I think what what's really interesting is that uh, the cost factor is an aspect, but climate crisis, recession or recession-proofness, if I can make up a word, um, digital availability, that kind of thing, diversity, these are values as well that enter into this, aren't they? They are. They're huge. So actually, one of the most important priorities for Gen Z right now is something this 
uh, researchers for this study are calling digitalization. And it's really a city's willingness to incorporate big tech, new tech into everyday life. And this moves beyond, you know, um, social media or online dating. This is like using your, being able to use your phone in every aspect of your life. So when I get on the bus, here in Toronto, instead of having my Presto card, it's on my phone. When I order a coffee, it's on my phone. When I, you know, call an Uber, that's on my phone. And that's a huge priority for Gen Z, the ability to keep their phone in their hand at all times and have access to the, the services that they need. I feel like uh, cutting my wrists for some reason. Maybe it's because I'm not part of Gen Z. <laughs> I, I'm just joking. The point the point being that uh, it's understandable what you say. And the reason it's understandable is this is the first generation that was born right into this. They don't know any time where the phone was not, call it what it is, the remote control to your life. Exactly. Yeah, these are not, you know, I remember getting my first cell phone. I'm sure you probably remember getting your first cell phone too. And it was really clunky and big and it had little to no, you know, actual services it could provide. It was really just something to call people with. Um, These kids basically can't remember a time when they didn't have a cell phone. They see screens when they're babies and they reach out and try to touch them because they assume all screens are touch screens. So it's a totally different uh, you know, mindset about technology. And I think that sometimes Gen Z gets kind of a bad rep because people think they're addicted to technology. It's totally different, though, for them. It's just a natural part of their life, and they've come to expect reliable tech. They've come to expect uh, fast tech, and, and it's they've ne- never known anything different. And they're driving that market, and that market is not going anywhere. It's just going to become more and more refined in the future. What about the issue that, this is so Toronto, what about the issue of diversity? It seems to come up in, in uh, Gen Z or Gen Z uh, looking at where they want to settle. Yeah, they a huge priority for them is multiculturalism, internationalism. Gen Z is really set on um, uh, unity and being together, having diverse voices, diverse um, ideas sort of in the ether. And I think in that respect, Toronto does present as a pretty cool place for Gen Z to grow up uh, and to land because we do have tons of cultures here, tons of different kinds of people, tons of different kinds of voices. I think in that regard, Toronto is uh, looking good. Why are these cities particularly, I mean, Toronto, we obviously want to talk about Toronto because we're talking to Toronto here, but we're in a, a cluster that includes London, England, and Stockholm, Sweden, and New York, and Los Angeles, and I don't see anything other than the fact that they're all big cities that puts us together. For example, we're talking about the climate crisis in here. This is one of the, the factors that you've identified uh, as a driver for where uh, Gen Z people would like to settle or or want to be, but I don't see um, the similarity between New York, L.A., and Toronto. Do you think that we're ahead on, on the climate aspect? Do you think that Canadians are more um, open to the concepts that are being pushed in terms of preserving green space and addressing uh, the, uh, the carbon footprint and so forth? You know, optimistically, I would like to say yes, especially as somebody who lives in Toronto. But frankly, I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, I think it'll. I think the conversation is definitely advancing, especially given the election coming up. It's a. It's a massive issue for for voters. Um, I. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next five to ten years. And I do think that 
the way that these cities respond to the climate crisis in the next five to 10 years will also change the index, just as, you know, uh, cost of living and, and these other factors change the index as as this generation grows up. Well, I'll tell you what, Megan, it's, uh, it's Gen Z, Gen Z, call it whatever you want, and millennials who are going to change the future because my generation, which is the boomers, we're done. Doesn't mean we're, we're checking out just yet, but we're not running things anymore. Um, you are. And we, the, the last great generation, wish you a great deal of luck. You're going to need it. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us. That's uh, Megan Cauley, and she is with the digital arm of Global News, and we appreciate her appearance.